Hi listeners, Rig from Shit Show here. Before we get into what we are going to speak about today, I want you to do something for us. Number one, I want you to open up your podcast app on your iPhone and enter Shit Show. Number two, once you find us, I want you to hit the subscribe button, rate us five stars and leave us a kind review because we have lost everything and we'll explain why in the show right after this sound. Hello, listeners, and my God, that was the best take that we had. Why did you sound like Bobby McFerrin? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have had, what, like backing up acapella vocals behind <laughs> me if I was Bobby McFerrin. I sounded, I sounded pretty done by the end, didn't you, I? You sounded so intense. so Militant. We'd, <laughs> we'd better address this. Welcome to Shit Show. This is a special release called WTF is Fear at the Top because that's the question that we've received the most of any question ever, especially in the last fortnight. Uh, we're going to address that major question, starting off by describing what has happened to our podcast and why it is displaying in a bizarre way for lots of people. Let's start at the beginning. When a mummy and daddy love each other very much, <laughs> they give each other a special hug. No, what has happened is there are things called hosting platforms where... Everything is hosted on a platform. Oh, God. You don't understand the internet and I'm no I better. I don't. Uh, but basically, we needed to migrate all of our podcasts from one platform to another. Everything got bunched in, including not only all of our previous stuff, but our manager's podcast called, you guessed it, Fear, Fear at, at the, the top. top. So, in order to answer this, we really want to go back and explain who our manager is so that we can give you some colour around what is, I've decided, a Machiavellian clusterfuck by him. <laughs> However, <laughs> jury is kind of out for other people. I'm going to tell my side of the story and I'll be damned if anyone can convince me otherwise. <laughs> so, Gergs is our manager. He is a mover and shaker in the music industry world. Um, he... Currently, recently bought Rolling Stone yeah. and brought it to Australia. He runs a series of different uh, publication platforms. Uh, the Brag. The Brag, yep. Um, uh, Tone what else? Def. Yeah, Industry, Industry Observer. Observer. All, all, these, all these things. And he's, and he's built that up, this empire, from a, a young age. He is a full-blown entrepreneur. Absolutely. So when we were starting out and uh, he came to us and said, I've listened to the first two episodes and I'm all about it. <laughs> he walked up to us with the managerial equivalent of a man in the street with a trench coat on and nothing underneath and said, you like money, don't you? <laughs> Get in the limo. <laughs> uh, asterisk, there was no limo. <laughs> However, asterisk, he was asterisk, new. There was no money. <laughs> so anyway, Gergs gives us the deal of a lifetime. Give him half of our money and get nothing back. <laughs> Turns out 50% of nothing is nothing. So that's uh, sort of been the way that it went for the uh, for the first little while. And then uh, we branched into the, uh, the first major uh, opportunity that we got, which was uh, Korea. And about this time is when we discovered that our manager has a special move. Yes. It's referred to by us <laughs> on this podcast starting now... <laughs> As the Gurgs, but not the weird category next to MILF and teen <laughs> on X videos. <laughs> the Gurgs, but with one T. So, where, where do we start with this? I think we start with Korea. We that do. was the first example of it. 
And for those people, there might be people who are listening now to Shit Show who have never heard Metallica before, but it, oh, is, yeah. our, it is our sports-based podcast where we follow all the countries who have never won shit. <laughs> so what I'm going to get rigged to do is a very intense plug for Metallica starting now. I already did it. <laughs> Go onto your podcast app. Open your phone. <laughs> if you haven't opened your phone, then fucking unlock it. <laughs> but yes, Korea. Do that. Korea, do th- yeah, please do that. Korea, 2018, Pyongyang. No, other no, way. No, the other way. Oh, no, Pyongyang. You've d- you did that so many times. I did times it so many times. I'm, s- I'm so out of practice. So just to be uh, clear for anyone that's not down with their geography, Pyongyang, very peaceful city in Seoul, South Korea. Well, it's not in Seoul, South Korea. Who's the idiot now? Right. Pyongyang is about two hours high-speed train away from Seoul. <laughs> I would have thought that would have been one of the things you would have remembered. Burned into my memory from having to stand on that absolute fucking ice bullet. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to Pyongyang, the North Korean capital, uh, capital, which was not where we went for the Winter Olympics. But my God, did Gergs accidentally almost send us there? (laughs) He did. (laughs) He he referred to it in emails. (laughs) Pyongyang did. And his long-suffering assistant, Jess, she was... uh, she was going to send us there. Yeah, not she only was like, that. I can't find good flights. I'm like, you cannot fly there. <laughs> it is a no fly zone. <laughs> Jess is like, but the ACOM is surprisingly cheap. <laughs> I'm amazed. It's a yurt. <laughs> I thought during the Olympics. It's, it's a yurt in an open field. I got you an escort across the DMZ, whatever that means. <laughs> I thought it was an entertainment website. <laughs> DMZ.com. Anyway, so uh, we we said to Gergs uh, we'd like to go to uh, to South Korea to uh, to do the Olympics from there, and we we're expecting him to say uh, no because that's going to be really expensive. What he said was, "Of course." What we learned was, "Of course" means this. Yes, you will go to the Olympics, but. You two and a cameraman will be sharing a single room. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the man in question was a young upstart named Michael. Yes. Who ended up in this bizarre Korean fairy tale we had concocted, i.e. there were three in the bed and the little one said roll over. (laughs) But hold on. Just but. To explain why Mike was... Why we had a videographer with us in Korea. Yeah. It was because the... Only way uh, that we could justify going to Korea was to create uh, video content behind it because we also did not get accreditation. The Gurgs, but you're going to the Olympics, but the AOC said you can't be accredited. So we created a fake nation called the People's Republic of Rigistan. Yes. And so we needed Mike there to to get get this across the line. Weirdly, because it cost Gergs fuck tons more money. Yeah. Also, he had Mike with us to have some sort of proof of life that we were not only there, but we could be handed over just in case anything went south. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. That was really bizarre. And he was just like, yeah, you've got to get over there. See what's what's really going on. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was about, though. It was was because uh, the... 
the tensions between uh, the oh, USA no, that's right. and uh, North, North Korea. Korea. That was where, it. Where North Korea had threatened, I think uh, it was Kim Jong-un, thought was that he uh, would use this as an, an instance to uh, stage a missile launch against South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> Which we got told on the way to the airport. Yeah. And he told us, well, if shit goes down... We've got boots on the ground. And we were like, oh, great, what boots? And he was like, your boots. <laughs> your six and we were fucking like, idiot feet. What? So that then he's um, in the lead up. He's dropped us another uh, Gurg's butt, which is, so I've landed you a regular morning slot on Triple J. But you'll be dialing in at 3 a.m. Korea time. I have never been so high and so low in oh, the space yeah. of fewer words. And I've spoken to people about this at length as to what our days were. So for those people who haven't listened to Medallica, our days went something like this. Wake up at 3 a.m., right? We get on the air with Ben and Liam on Triple J. We do our spot. We immediately record the daily podcast so that it's there for people on their commute to work in the morning in Australia. Then we sleep for approximately three hours. We wake up. We have breakfast. The rest of the day is dedicated to either going to the Olympics, which is across the other side of the fucking country <laughs> via Ice Bullet, or we're creating data for our social media. By the time all is said or and done, content for our social media. Yeah. By the time we're by the time everything's said and done, we eat dinner and then we have a thousand beers from about seven eight p.m. Then we are done. We have to be in bed by midnight at the latest, and then we wake up again at 3 a.m., rinse and repeat for 18 days. <laughs> anyway, so we're, we're there, and uh, as Rig said, we're doing the, the back and forth um, to the games. You'd think that Gergs may have organised for us to have access uh, or tickets to any of the events. No, we found out again on the way to the airport that uh, there was a slush fund that had been put aside <laughs> for us to get tickets, in inverted commas. When we said, Gergs, how do we get tickets? He just looked at us and said, I don't know, you'll figure it out when you get there. <laughs> so, and, and a weird thing to come true from what Gergs said was that we could literally buy tickets at, at the, the airport. airport. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a train ticket. However... What we couldn't do was buy tickets to anything that anybody liked <laughs> because we had a slush fund, but it bought us one Big Mac in Korea. <laughs> yeah. So that then uh, then brings us to uh, the the next example of the of the Gurg's butt. He would come to us with different uh, updates for yeah. what was happening with the with the cast, etc. Um, but. Also, they'd be delivered in uh, a sporadic manner a la that of a man who just took all of his crack for the year <laughs> and decided that he'd do a year's work in 12 hours. Which is bizarre because the way that he would deliver such news was incredibly nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us to the gurg's butt of, you haven't heard a lot from me in a while, but... You are now featured on Virgin's in-flight entertainment <laughs> system. Hold on, not even, not even that. He didn't even tell us. I found out on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was in the middle of a series of flights for work, and I'm scroll. I'm like, well, I don't know how many more times I can watch the two movies that are offered on this incredibly shallow offering <laughs> of an app. 
I guess I'll go to podcasts and sneer at our competitors. <laughs> Instead, I ended up sneering at a like variety cast of uh, local podcasts under the Comedy Hub. And I'm like, wow, that podcast has a similar name to ours and also similar... <laughs> <laughs> I realized you suddenly became Tim Allen from Home Improvement. <laughs> I realized that there were, for some reason, four rando episodes on the Virgin In Flight podcast. Who was uh, in Adam. charge of picking those? Like, I wonder whether he picked those to to go forward, or whether some intern at Virgin just picked something willy nilly, like a shitty continental breakfast buffet. <laughs> We asked him. I got off the flight. Screen, I don't remember any of this. Screenshotted it, sent it to you, and then we uh, sent a message to Gerg and said, hey, mate, do you know that we're on the Virgin in-flight entertainment app? And he responds with, yeah, I organised it. <laughs> we're like, great, where's our money? And he responded, oh, it's not really one of those kind of deals. <laughs> Which, which I would love to do in real life to a person. <laughs> Just like go and pump my gas and then go inside. That'll be 87.58. Oh, this isn't really one of those I pay for this deals. <laughs> All right. You get, get hauled in by your boss and he goes, hey, Rig, great job slinging beers at people, which I, is what I've decided your job title is. Great. But the last four days, you've just been doing it for the love because you're a man who looks like he enjoys a brew. No pay for you this week. <laughs> just doing it for the love. Not really one of those kinds of deals. <laughs> anyway, but we, again, uh, we understand that, that a lot goes into building the, uh, those sorts of relationships, etc. So we went, can we pick the, the episodes that go on here? Gerg's <laughs> response, oh, no. <laughs> Okay, can you tell us why they picked those episodes? i got to be honest with you, is the response from Gerg's... Uh, which is never a great <laughs> opener. But anybody when have you ever started something that has good news after it with, i got to be honest with you? For anybody who has ever heard, i got to be honest with you, then a positive thing, write to us. <laughs> because you are the unicorn we are seeking. <laughs> Anyway, Gerz goes, i got to be honest with you. I have no idea how they pick the episodes. I also don't have any contact with Virgin. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, we have no we, idea. We don't have any idea, but it stays up. They, I think they're still on there. The last well, time I was I mean, on a plane... Virgin doesn't exist anymore, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to be like we were the problem, but yeah, fair. <laughs> but coincidence, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> then... Then there's the... <laughs> You've forgotten this. because I've forgotten <laughs> most of this, which is amazing for our dynamic <laughs> because all of my laughter, as per all of our regular episodes, is completely spontaneous genuine. and genuine. So uh, I'm going to remind you of what happened when uh, Gergs called us up and said, well, no, he didn't call he us called up. called you he up. He calls me. <laughs> and then I this is why I never remember anything. Here I thought, maybe I like a brew too much. <laughs> maybe I'm slinging too many beers and I've had fucking memory loss. For those listeners wondering... I feel, I feel like the old woman in the notebook. You're just telling me all this shit that I've never fucking heard before. Am I going to fall in love with you by the end of this? 
<laughs> you're telling me you're not already in love with me? <laughs> you asshole. What am I putting in this much effort? You don't even look at me during. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> to go back to it, uh, for the listeners wondering who I am when I'm speaking, this is Gus. Gergs calls Gus. <laughs> yeah, then Gus calls Rig. Um, Gergs calls me because you are a large infant. And sh- <laughs> <laughs> and cannot be trusted with anything but a microphone. <laughs> I mean that <laughs> I mean that with all the derision that came out. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> you are a fucking prick. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Goose calls me and says, I've got you uh, a, a spot at Southern Cross um, to do a series of, uh, of different demo tapes um, for them uh, for radio slots. Oh, and, yeah. And, and so I've called you up. And this is how the Chinese Whispers works. Goose calls me up and he says, hey, man, so uh, Southern Cross, uh, yeah, pretty keen on uh, some, some stuff. So you should go in there, like, uh, just like give them give your, best, your best stuff uh, and... And yeah, like maybe you'll be Hamish and Andy. So I hear select words out of that. I hear we're Hamish and Andy. <laughs> I call I call you up and say, "This is it, man. You got to put pants on because <laughs> we're going to the top." <laughs> and neither of us have any fear about it. <laughs> so we waltz in to Southern Cross. Literally waltz because we thought that that would be a big dick move. They've never seen anything like this. And a two and a three. <laughs> twirling, twirling, twirling towards the booth. So, yeah, uh, walking walking past the receptionist doing dead set, putting on the Ritz. <laughs> was you not great in that gown, by the way. Not quite the big dick energy we we're going for. <laughs> but we get into the booth and we start laying down uh, what, in hindsight, was some pretty edgy content. Um, it was a was a num- number of different segments. Uh, <laughs> we may have sworn <laughs> a lot, oh, but yeah. at the same time, uh, still still happy with the with the output. Yeah. And also, I was under the impression that we were going in there to basically say, "Hey, motherfuckers, guess who the big dogs are in town? <laughs> <laughs> you kings of radio." <laughs> Turns out, what we were doing was going in there to basically do the radio equivalent of a fucking mixtape, <laughs> which, which at the end of everyone, we're looking at the producer who's in there. Is it producer who's in audio tech? I couldn't remember. He was oh, just an audio tech, wasn't he? That's right. He wasn't a producer. Yeah, he wasn't. We were the producers we were, for us. Yeah, we were the producers, for, but he was the audio tech stone face <laughs> killer. At the end of every segment, I thought that he was a producer. I told you that he was a producer. So we're staring down this fucking soundie. Because you have to you have to realise that it, the setup is that we are at a desk on one side of this giant desk with microphones in front of our faces. He's the only thing in our line of vision across the table. I have to stop you right there. He is the only thing standing in our line of vision because for some reason, Gerg's pulled a fucking chair up. Like right. 20 degrees to our left <laughs> and sat there like a mum waiting for her kid to finish a drum lesson. 
Oh my god! Yeah, so the sound he gave us absolutely nothing, which we thought was uh, a bit tough from a producer. Maybe he'd have some more notes or uh, just uh, say, "Yeah, doing great, guys. Have another run at it." Yeah. But we're like, you know what? That's probably what we expect. We are the kings of radio <laughs> now. <laughs> we get it anyway. Unlike my microphone in rose gold, <laughs> we get out of the session and. Uh, we're talking to Gergs and it becomes clear pretty quickly that uh, we will not be getting our money uh, for being the kings of radio because <laughs> there is no radio gig and that was just us recording stuff for shits and gigs. Which is bizarre because I felt like after that, it's like we could have just recorded here in oh. the dungeon. <laughs> Straight into the dungeon. Anyway, so at the end of this, uh, Gergs can see that uh, we may have... Uh, been a little deflated, thinking that something was what it wasn't. So he goes, hey, guys, I got How about I take you out for ice cream? <laughs> he, does, <laughs> he does the nerd equivalent of that and says, I got something that'll cheer you up. Come have a ride in my Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we go down to the basement, get into his... Quadrillion dollar car that's got a oh, fucking iPad, iPad. <laughs> yes. that steers it. And then he's like, hey, this thing drives itself. <laughs> it proceeds to basically back straight into a wall. <laughs> he has to hit the brake. <laughs> I'm like, I have no faith in anything anymore. Oh. And, uh, and I, I, I do recall you sitting in the back writing your last <laughs> will and testament. <laughs> I was not While about I was it. taking pictures of the iPad. <laughs> So that was another Gurgs, but yeah, you didn't get paid for this session, lads, but do you want to ride in my incredibly <laughs> expensive car? <laughs> which which then leads us uh, to another story. Yeah. Yeah, it's I feel like they're like like a like a market. There are long periods of prosperity and just deep deep troughs where you don't hear anything and you're just like, okay, well, we don't know what's going to happen here. Who's to know? <laughs> I guess we should also say he has also done some phenomenal uh, stuff, which we'll get to at the end. But at the moment, we're just hanging absolute shit on him because yeah. it's heaps funnier. But right now, it's the Comedy Central <laughs> roast of Gergs. <laughs> exactly. But when we got back from Korea and uh, <laughs> he started seeing the receipts flow in <laughs> from, and the bills from the hotel... And also the reconciled expenses where... But also the methane offsets, <laughs> which he was <laughs> very psyched about. Yeah, our, our carbon trading scheme was not going well. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the booze bill from you and I from 18 days in Seoul was more expensive than our accommodation yeah. and our food yes. put together. Yeah. Which was a huge double TF moment from him. And you know what? He should have known. Yeah. He should have known you can't give us an inch. <laughs> we are the kings of radio after all. So, yes, that, uh, that does lead us delightfully into uh, <laughs> the next Gerg's butt story. Yes. Which is uh, Olympics related. There's obviously a Tokyo Olympics that was scheduled for 2020. Um, we have had on the cards the entire time since um, uh, since Pyeongchang uh, that we will... Uh, Pyeongchang. Yes, correct. Exactly what I said. Great. Not the North Korean uh, Gerg's <laughs> pipe dream. Um, <laughs> that we would be going to Tokyo. And so 
uh, Gergs had been, unbeknownst to us, shopping the cast around to various sponsors. With the, in the trench coat. Yes, a- a- absolutely. Offering things to people in alleys. Um, that is fine, apart from the fact that we had heard a sum total of fuck all <laughs> from Gergs <laughs> for about two months. Yeah. It was four months before the Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. We had not heard anything. And I remember it, it was a where was I moment up there with, you know, Princess Diana's death at 9-11 when you called me and I was walk, I was in my mum's place. It was a bad time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I was just in between houses. So I was staying at mum's and I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the Rones was coming. I'm like, I have to leave. <laughs> but you called me. I'm in the hallway and you said, I've got fucking crazy news. Are you sitting down? So Gergsa called me and... Uh, and- had actually told me over the phone, hey, mate, I uh, hope you're really doing well. Um, just so you know, insert major sponsor, has asked uh, whether you guys would be interested in uh, them buying Medallica. Um, anyway, yeah, they probably want an answer uh, pretty soon. Um, so if you guys could just get together like a uh, sales deck and some highlights... And also just on a piece of paper, like write down a figure. That is delivered with the same nonchalance of a I've just missed you voicemail. <laughs> that that is, is ridiculous. That's how Kirk's talk. And you fucking nailed the tone too. <laughs> you, you, mate, you are good at this. <laughs> he did say it. Says that down the phone. I'm like, okay, just quickly. I have two to 3,000 questions. Um <laughs> <laughs> One, you're copping 50% of this deal. You do the fucking deck. <laughs> to which he said, no. And we were like, fair. Yeah, fair. Just wanted okay. to see how that would fly. Great. Took, took a stab at it. Uh, two, uh, what do you mean when you say uh, come up with a figure? Is there a base for this? Which because is, I suck at this game. All, I am constantly way over or way under. All of a sudden, I felt like I was in a scene from The Godfather where someone had just written down a number on a piece of paper to extort someone else, like just sliding it across the mahogany tabletop. <laughs> I I genuinely felt like we were uh, full-blown prices right because without any comprehension of, uh, of where the market rate was for this, yeah. i.e. to this point, we had been paid a sum total of about two grand across a number of years. Yeah. So for us to go, cool, this is how much a cast is worth. Yeah. It's funny that you say market price because I have the exact same response when I see market price for fish on a fancy restaurant Correct. And it's like, I don't know how much fucking fish costs. And you know what? The restaurant knows that. (laughs) And so that's what we expect from our managers to come in and go, all right, so huge brand that may be (laughs) want to buy you. (laughs) (laughs) You better bleep that out. (laughs) (laughs) However, are we kidding? They don't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Not after we came up with our figure. So in a classic game of whose number is it anyway, (laughs) we decided that we were worth quite a lot of money, (laughs) which fortunately uh, did not end up 
uh, coming to actual pitch stakes yeah. because the Rona happened. Yeah. So that sort of puts us in this position where the only person that knows what we think that we're worth is Gergs. <laughs> <laughs> All of the power. So. All of the leverage. However, All of the nonchalant voicemails. <laughs> However, Gergs also uh, has discovered that we think that we're worth a fuckload of money. So he's in this interesting... What an idiot! <laughs> he's in this interesting spot, which after he listens to this podcast and realises that uh, we massively highballed, <laughs> will evaporate. <laughs> he will come to us and say, cool, this is the figure, which is what we wanted him to do in the first place. And there's say, no figures, it's just a sack of Milky Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Five pounds of peanut butter cups, on you go, lads. He comes in in bear paws. <laughs> Just pegs Hershey's peanut butter cups. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so there, there's that. And that's what brings us to the payoff of this entire concept, which is, as you can see, uh, Gerg's a man who is uh, a, a relationship builder. He makes doors open, but at the end of, uh, of all of it, there's always got to be something uh, in it in every business relationship yeah. for both parties. Absolutely. So that's where we started to realise that uh, there's a possibility that he has looked at this and gone, great. Um, the Rona happened and that was my play to recoup some of this career money that those <laughs> fuckheads spent <laughs> on nothing but soju and beers. And we're, when we're saying that our booze bill came in over, we were like four figures. Which is bizarre because we got to tell over. you... Korea is a cheap country. Fuck. Um, I think that he looked at this and went, okay, great. Platform transfer. Time for me to recoup some fucking value from these idiots. <laughs> and, and he has uh, written in and said to Anchor, our new podcast platform, hey, guys, so we're transferring across to you. Uh, you're probably lucky for our business, to be completely honest. Uh, but... Can you just combine Fear at the Top and Shit Show into one podcast <laughs> called Fear at the Top? <laughs> That'd be sick. And we'll just forcefully convert all of their listeners into my <laughs> listeners. Yada, yada, yada. I am swimming in gold doubloons like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Scrooge McGurgs. <laughs> and uh, look... We're not saying that uh, we are the kings of radio, but we're, our podcast is quite successful in listener terms. And we also, because I have access to all the analytics for all of Gerg's cast, know how many listeners Fear at the Top gets. <laughs> so I am full conspiracy theory on this, which <laughs> is that Gerg's has deliberately done this to try and create Fear at the Top, our subscribers, our reviews on the podcast platform, and he has then followed that up by, while talking to us about how this is a problem that is being solved, then released a new cast <laughs> a day later <laughs> while this was happening. And still put it into the feed. <laughs> and this is the thing. Our listeners were like, who or what the fuck is a Michael Chug? <laughs> I say this with all due respect to Chug. We we should just probably lean into it, right? Oh, yeah. Fully. So be on the lookout for our new spin-off cast called Complacency at the Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
it is where we talk to uh, the opposite of industry leaders, which is pedestrian lower level employees <laughs> at major companies. Not employees at pedestrian. <laughs> Because we all know that they speak far too quickly because the blow is free. (laughs) Oh, but isn't that so true, though? Started from the bottom, we still here. (laughs) We have less than zero to lose. We are in the red big time. (laughs) I was talking to you off air. And I reckon this is what we're going to do. We need to sell futures in Gus and Rig. Yeah. We need to approach this from an ownership perspective like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. We want to have thousands of owners. Yes. Because a burden halved is a burden doubled. I- <laughs> did you just make up a proverb? Sure did. <laughs> I certainly didn't mean to say a burden shared. <laughs> a burden halved. Is two in the bush. <laughs> For anyone wondering, yes, we are drinking on the cast again. Yes, if you want us to drink more beers, press one. <laughs> if you want us to leave the car here and just see where the night goes, press two. Para Espanol, presione tres. <laughs> At the moment, I can see Rig loading a midget into a cannon. <laughs> So just mash the keypad if you want to see how that one plays out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's what we'd love to hear from you about now. First, obviously, go back, jump onto your phone, open the podcast app, go on to Shit Show, search that, find the cast, subscribe, review five stars, leave us kind words. However, we'd also love to know whether you think that our manager has played us for fools and used our podcast as a jumping spot for his less popular podcast? (laughs) Or is he just a victim of coincidence and the real problem lies with the podcast hosting platform that does this for a living? (laughs) (laughs) And the way you can do that is by sending it through via Instagram DM. Find us on Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G, or find us Shit Show on Facebook, or send us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. Well. But there is one final thing, a new development, which we're going to be harping on about from now on. We are on Patreon. Yes, this is how you can partly own the show, asterisk after own. Yes, absolutely, you can asterisk own us, asterisk, asterisk. So... Find us on Patreon. You simply go onto the Patreon website, search Gus and Rig. You'll find us. You can become a member from $5 a month. You can get exclusive content that we're going to be starting to put up there, which is completely locked. It's only available to you if you are a patron of us. Yes, absolutely. And it, as it is behind a paywall, uh, some little tasters of the things that you could uh, expect are some uh, smaller segments where we go through a category and just unlock all of the stories that are not quite full story times for the for the show. There's also a segment called The Kids Aren't Alright yep. where we talk to... The youth of today, the voice of generations, i.e. the people that we don't understand about things like rimming, TikTok. Ketamine. Um, <laughs> ketamine, whatever the fuck the kids are into. Uh, we're going to have, uh, ooh, we'll do Legit or Lunatic. Yep. That's been in the, in the can for a bit where yep. uh, we investigate the legitimacy of uh, various one-star reviews. Yep. And series of uh, video releases that are... Uh, fire as described by local newspaper. 
Well, you really took Dumpster out of that review, didn't you? <laughs> but it's a fire of some sort. Absolutely. But uh, please, do uh, do jump on and support us because uh, we want to make sure that we can continue to bring the best content to your ears, the best vision to your face, uh, and uh, continue to expand the reach of this podcast so that we can do things like go to the Tokyo Olympics next year because we are 100% not going to have a manager once Gergs listens to this <laughs> cast. Which it seems like a good place to finally jump off. Gergs, we love you, bud. We're huge fans and uh, we will obviously be sending you a conciliatory message and bouquet of donuts after this. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys.